So our reading today is very dramatic and was very well read by uh, Miguel. Um, so it's, it's, it, there's a couple of little points that we have to pull out of this, I think, that are important uh, for us to understand like the, the battle in the faith today and maybe a couple of things to avoid, a couple of things to keep an eye on, uh, because we are engaged in a battle whether we want to or not, whether we realize it or not, or whether we uh, intend on fighting or not. It's like, you know, if you've ever seen Saving Private Ryan, it's a fairly dramatic first 20-ish minutes uh, landing on the beach in D-Day, and you're in these kind of, um, these boats where the the front opens and the soldiers can run out so they're, they're just to, to get the soldiers from the ships uh, to the shore. They're these little transport vehicles. And, and then as, as they're getting closer, you can hear the gunshots. And you can hear the, the mortars banging, exploding on the beach. And then you can hear other soldiers then moaning in pain. And then you hear the waves thrashing against your own little ship. And then the door's going to open any second now. The door's going to open any second now. Three, two, one, door open enemy gunfire coming straight in at you. The guy in front of you explodes and you have to try and run out, you know, hellish, absolutely hellish. Uh, and then some people, would, they'd, they'd freeze. They'd find a spot and just freeze. So they're in this battle. They don't want to be there. They can't fight. They're just, they're stuck. They're just petrified. Uh, others then, you know, have a plan. They can see things going wrong. They, see, they can see the danger. They, they can see what they have to avoid. They can see where they have to go. Uh, but it's just people react differently in a battle. Now we're in a battle. We're in a battle, whether we want to or not. And, and St. Paul, uh, as he says uh, so eloquently there in, in Ephesians 6, you know, the, our battle, it's not, a, it's not against flesh and blood. Or maybe, I don't want to correct him, but it's not only against flesh and blood. There are people who mightn't like us either. Uh, but it, it's, our battle primarily isn't against flesh and blood. But as, as St. Paul says, against po the powers and principalities, the rulers of this world. So there are spiritual forces out there. Okay, so that's, I think that's, that's, that's an important first point. In this battle that is going on around us, whether we realize it, want it, or want to be part of it, there is a battle going on around us. Uh, and the main enemy is, is, is Satan. Okay? Uh, the reason that's important to, to know is that if we're going to engage in a battle, we have to know who we're fighting. Because I'm not sure if you've ever... Um, seen children play games and some lad gets a rubber hammer and just starts swinging at everyone and sorry I'm on your team <laughs> like, like you have to know who you're actually supposed to be fighting or you just you just end up swiping at everyone and you do see a bit of that in the church where uh, if there's a group that's maybe conservative then they may consider a group a good group not conservative enough and start swiping at them uh, like hang on okay we're all Catholic, though. There is room in the church for there's room in the church for Latin Mass, and there's room in the church for Charismatics, and there's room in the church for kind of people in the middle too. We don't all have to be one or the other. You know what I mean? So it's not like otherwise we start swiping at each other within the church, and then sorry, you you, you haven't identified your enemy, okay? If you're Latin Mass, Charismatics aren't the enemy. If you're Charismatic, Latin Mass aren't the enemy, okay? Then we're not we're not we shouldn't be fighting each other. We're, we're all on the same team here. We've got different roles, different approaches. It's fine. It's all, there's room within the Catholic Church for all of that. So stop swiping. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the enemy. Who is the enemy? So we have to be careful then not to make the enemy a big bad them. You know? Uh, like it's the Democrats, it's the pro-choicers, it's the 
them from across the river, whoever it may be. Uh, the, the enemy primarily is, is Satan for a start. Secondly, the enemy, the enemy is my vice. My vice. My sinfulness. The enemy to the, the building up the holiness of the church is me. My vice. My sinfulness. Because otherwise, again, there's just a real danger that in this zeal, right, to renew the church, again, we start swiping at everyone. Start swiping at those within the church who, are, who we consider aren't holy enough. Then start swiping at those outside the church who we consider pagans. And that makes you and the church look really unattractive. Who wants to join a church where the people in it are swiping at everyone, criticizing everyone, and have, seem to have no sense of their own need for redemption? Their own, like, like what we want to see. We want, it's, like, it's like we've gone to the most incredible restaurant ever. It's like, you know, free McDonald's. And, uh, and now we want others to come and experience that too, right? So rather than... Um, going out to the streets and say, people, if you don't eat, you will die of starvation, you'll die a miserable death, and all of your organs will start to liquefy inside you unless you get nutrition. You can say, does anybody want to come for a free McDonald's? You're as, kind of saying the same thing, but the second invitation is way more effective. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of like the old school like of, of trying to get people into the church by threatening them with hell, as opposed to showing them the treasures of our faith. Threatening people with hell... Eh, it kind, it kind of worked. It wor Jeepers, we were not going back to that. We, I would, we would never go back to that. But it, I mean, it kind, it, 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 it kind of worked on paper, I guess. Um, did it instill faith? Mm, kind of, kind of. My goodness, there's a much better way of doing it, though. You know, a much, much better. Because then people often grow up with a fear of judgment, a fear of God, a fear of sin. Uh, even a fear of the priest, a fear of actually confessing what they actually did in case the priest might be mad at them. Uh, so there was, was all sorts of negative consequences of viewing the faith that way. It kind of got the job done, but very crudely. Uh, whereas recognizing the, the, the treasure of faith and wanting to invite others into this amazing rela life-giving relationship, that's way more positive and life-giving than threatening people with the alternative, right? Death and hell and all that. Okay, so our primary enemy is Satan. Our, our secondary enemy in renewing the church is, uh, is us, is me. You know, and that, that, that I, I gave a homily about this a couple of months ago, like, but we, that expression is so, so, so important. You know, there go I, but for the grace of God. So if we see anyone out there, out there, any of them out there, uh, who we think aren't living a good life, that could have been me, or maybe for some of us, maybe that was you. Maybe that actually was you until you converted or met the Lord or met a friend or whoever it was that brought you back into the church. So we're in no position to be going around pointing the finger at all at the damned, at the sinners. We're sinners. Okay, and, and when we're like this, by the way, isn't to say at all that we can't identify that certain behaviors or actions are wrong or sinful. We, we have to and we, we must say certain behaviors, that's, that's not from God. But the difference, again, between identifying behavior or actions that are sinful and condemning people. So we, we must identify and um, clarify whether an action, keep in mind, keep that, that word is a really, really important, an action, a behavior is sinful or wrong. Okay, we must do that. So we cannot say, you know, 
One shouldn't drink too much, but look, if you do, sure, I mean, it's not the end of the world, really, is it? I mean, look, we should avoid adultery, but look, if it happens, it happens. Just try and keep it to a minimum. Go to confession. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, no. Sin is wrong, and sin remains wrong. But what we can't do is condemn the person, the difference between the person and the action, person and the action. Action is wrong. Person can be redeemed, can, could be a great saint. So there's a difference, always must be a difference in our minds between uh, recognizing wrong behavior and condemning the person. We, we, we have no right to condemn anyone. But we must identify, look, you know, sorry, the use of pornography, that's not good. That's not good. It's not good for your, for your marriage, it's not good for your future relationships, it's not good for your present relationships, it's not good for your mind. You know, we can, can and should say that. But... You know, there's a difference between between that saying pornography is bad and saying um, you shouldn't watch pornography. You dirty, skanky, rotten little yoke, get out of my sight. You know what I mean? Now you've lost. Because why would they listen to you? <laughs> why would they listen to you now? You know, so so we've got to keep that in mind. You know, our primary enemy is is is, is Satan. The second enemy is us. And then the third enemy, yes, there are people out there who don't like the church. There are people that are working against the church. There are people who want to see the church collapse. Uh, I even heard recently that there was uh, someone who was trying to coerce a friend of ours from Holy Family to write a scathing article about us, which would have been published then in, in, you know, in local papers, probably maybe national papers if, if the story was scandalous enough, and uh, take us down. The goal was to take us down. Very interesting. Kind of a good sign in a way. I guess we're doing something right. Uh, but, you know, our, our enemies, even we have them. We have them as well, you know. So we can't live in fear of it, but it's just a reality. But the reason, the reason that's important uh, is the renewal of the church won't come through us killing our enemies or us condemning our enemies or us defeating our enemies the renewal of the church comes through us being faithful to the lord and the church being faithful and when i say the church i mean the people in it uh, being faithful to what god teaches and then by our example by our lives we will show the world that our marriages are stronger our kids are happier our uh, addiction rates drug abuse rates alcohol rate alcohol abuse rates are much much lower in a lived catholic community you know, crime, people where, where there are lots of Catholics living, society should be better, Catholic schools should be better, and so on. And they see that what they do actually works. I want that. I, I want that for my family. I want that for my kids. I want what they have. You know, so we, just, we, we, we show them what, what, uh, what Catholic life looks like. And if it's authentic, if it's well-lived, it's magnetic on its own. You know, people will come and they'll see our liturgies and they'll see everyone singing and praying and kneeling down reverently and receiving this Catholic cookie thing, whatever's going on up there. I'm not quite sure. I haven't been to Mass in 17 years. Uh, you know, I haven't been to Holy Communion. Uh, sorry, I haven't been to Mass since my first Holy Communion. You hear this. I haven't been, to I haven't been to Mass since my first Holy Communion or since my confirmation. Do you know? So what was that yoke? There was some bread or something. Bread, angels, bread, angels bread. I, I, I can't remember. I don't know. A circle of friends or something. Um, you know, <laughs> so then they see people receiving with reverence, and they go, oh. 
what's going on? Like, what is this? Like, they, they seem to believe something here. You know, what and why? So then if they ask someone, so what were you doing? What were you doing there? If someone says, ah, it's nothing, it's just a, just a Catholic thing. <sighs> Wasted opportunity, you know? If they say, look, well, if, if you're comfortable, <laughs> if you're comfortable, you can believe that it's the Eucharist. Huh? Uh, you, you know, we say, this, we Catholics believe it's Jesus. That's what we get to do every time we go to Mass. We get to receive him in the Eucharist. Oh, now even if a person doesn't believe, just seeing that everyone else does is kind of magnetic. We all had that experience, maybe at a 2000 event, where uh, you're at a retreat, and you're there kind of, you're there because some pretty girl invited you or something, or some pretty fella. Oh, whoops, so Daisy. Handsome fella. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> anyway. Uh, and that, that's why you're there, so you're kind of there <laughs> at the retreat. And then Jesus comes out, and everyone kind of drops to their knees, and you're dropping to their knees. Why is everyone kneeling down? And then now comes the best and then people are like, you know, singing or praying. Well, if she's doing it, and then you learn. And it's just magnetic. No one taught you, you just learned. You know, and that's, that's how the faith like, should be. It's not all a fruit of kind of catechesis, but it's just the lived example, the lived, the lived faith of the community. You pick it up, and you like it, because it's life-giving. That's, that, that's mission, you see. That's why, like, mission, <laughs> mission isn't, isn't just out there. It's also, every time we go to Mass, our behavior is missionary. Because our behavior speaks. How we sit and kneel and pray, it all speaks to the people sitting behind us. <laughs> you know, so, so we're not called to be like Matthias in our first reading today and when enemies of the church come and want to make us uh, offer sacrifices to idols that we kill them. We, we, we will avoid that. <laughs> it's also, God didn't ask him to do that, by the way, just so it's clear in the reading. God doesn't appear through a prophet or anything like that and, and tell him to do this. So this was, this was his own doing. Um, it, is, it does rouse this interesting question, though. If it were to happen, as has happened in the past, as not, and even in the not-so-distant past, like in places like China, if, they were to, if you were to be taken, right, and a crucifix placed on the floor, or maybe even a consecrated host placed on the floor. And like Matthias and his sons, you know, you're offered thousand euro to put your foot on the crucifix. Or maybe ten thousand euro if you just put your foot on the host. Okay, a hundred thousand euro. A hundred thousand euro. Just a big toe. Just put your foot in it. Okay, you're driving a hard bargain. A million euro. A million euro. Financial security for most of the rest of your life. Just put one foot on that host. And you're good to go. What's your selling price? How much would you have to be offered to do that? Million euro gets you a lot of lip extensions. Million euro, 10 million euro, not bad. What's your selling price? 
What is the value of, of these treasures of the church to you? Matthias and the, the, the readings of the last couple of days as well. Uh, the mother of the Maccabean brothers or sons, uh, her sons yesterday, they knew that there wasn't, it's not, it's not even just about whether they offer the sacrifice or not to the idols. It's the example they give. So if you cave, who caves because of you? If you give in, who will find it that bit easier to give in because you did? We're engaged in a battle. It's a, it's a battle of epic proportions, cosmic proportions. And it's a battle with eternal consequences. This makes like Star Wars look like two fellas in, fighting in a sandpit. Like, th- this, is, this is huge. And the consequences, as I say, are eternal. Our enemy isn't each other. Our enemy primarily is, is Satan and all of his wiles and all of his empty promises. Our second enemy is us, our own sinfulness and vice. The third enemy, yes, there are people out there who don't like us and fight against us. But we won't win them over by condemning them. We win them over by loving them. We win them over by, by becoming saints ourselves and living by example. We win them over by daily deepening our love for the Lord in the Eucharist and not compromising, regardless of what's offered. We do not compromise, we cannot. And so we ask the Lord today for a renewed courage to stand by him, stand with him and for him, to stand knowing that he is right at our back and that with him at our side, we have nothing to fear. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us for uh, this homily via YouTube, via our live stream, or via the various podcasts. Uh, Thank you so much for for being part of our extended family, uh, wherever you may be. Uh, If these have helped you in some way, if they have blessed you, if they've helped you uh, in your faith in some way, in order to uh, facilitate our mission and and, and encourage our mission, allow our mission to continue, uh, you might consider uh, maybe donating towards a holy family mission, towards our formation of our young people here in uh, a place near Clonmel uh, in County Tipperary in, in Ireland. So if you wish, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, and there's a donate tab there, and we greatly appreciate any help that you can give us. Obviously, we'd be delighted for your prayers as well. Please do pray for us. Uh, this is not just <coughs> a battle against flesh and blood, but also, obviously, we're engaged in a whole spiritual battle here as well. So we need your help uh, on the spiritual front as well as on the material front in order to, to allow our mission to continue. So thank you so much for your, for your generosity and for your support. And be assured of our prayers, especially on Wednesday, when we offer our Mass and our prayers for all of our friends and benefactors. So God bless you, and we'll hopefully see you or hear you uh, on a future podcast or homily. God bless. Mm-hmm.